This is the Piss Goff Podcast with your host, Yusuf Goff. Let's go, Jamie. Picture this, I'm a bag of dicks, put me to your lips, I am sick, I will punch a baby bear in his shit, give me lip, I'ma send you to the yard, get a stick, make a switch, I can end the conversation real quick, I am crack, I ain't lying, kick a lion in this crack, I'm the shit, I will fall off in your crib, take a shit, hit your mama on the booty, kick your dog, fuck your bitch, that boy dressed up like you said, I'm into bitches, kids, what's up motherfuckers? It's another episode of the Piss Golf Podcast. Where are we at? We're at 87 motherfucking episodes here. I am not alone. I know you like that. First of all, that intro song is Nobody Speak uh, by DJ Shadow featuring Run the Jewel. And that was because of a request by my guest. First of all, I got to just say, because I normally do this, how you guys do? And I know it's rhetorical, but I still want to know. I hope you all doing good. And I hope you're doing as good as this next guy who's sitting next to me. He doesn't need an introduction, but I'm going to give him one anyway. First of all, his name is Nick Bailey. I want him to give his plugs when I'm done. You know, he can tell you where you can find him. But Nick Bailey, great guy. Lo- this guy, I remember I met him at the Boiler Room. That's where we first had our introduction. That's when I, That was one of the mics that I hosted. Uh, he kept coming. He kept staying strong. I didn't even realize you're from Florida, New York. I think. Yes, sir. And I did not, I thought that was just a joke about a place that you found on Google or something. I didn't know you were actually from there and that you do so much driving. I did not realize the dedication that you had. So I have to keep re explaining it to everybody that I meet. Yeah, but I mean, you know what, though? <clears throat> That's important that, that you, because see, like I was talking to, uh, we're going to name drop a little bit, Aaron Levine, who I'm going to have on the podcast coming up soon, um, because he, he's from Monticello and that's like, an hour from where my brother lives and that's like a far fucking drive just to get to rhino oh yeah like how long does it take to get to suffering from here like 30 minutes 40 minutes probably okay so from yeah, actually here, for suffering 30 minutes so for you it would be like an hour and change to get from here like monticello yeah exactly and uh, like and the thing is there's nothing up there and the, because of all that scarcity i didn't realize Two things, which is actually what he said, so I got to shout him out. Uh, he said something along the lines of, like, some of us don't realize what we have, and so we abuse it. We'll just go up on stage, and we'll just say whatever the fuck we want. But because he doesn't have, he has to drive so far, and he has limited, not limited resources, but you're not going to spend 90 minutes each way to go, how many mics a week are you going to hit that t- at that point? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And... Anyway, I don't know why I went on. That was a, such a terrible introduction. Uh, but Please, was, tell them about me. Yeah, I'm so sorry. But, like, <laughs> it was that you're dedicated as fuck. You kept Thank coming you. out, and I, I w- I'd see you often. Um, you're hitting mics. You're hitting fucking shows. You're trying to get booked like we all are. But give it up for my fucking man who also booked shows. Uh, I hope he's not doing it anymore just because he knows the stress is in it. Uh, but I also hope he does book shows because he did a great job. Uh, give it up for my fucking man, Nick Bailey. Nick Bailey, how you doing? Whoa, whoa, whoa. How you doing? Sorry, I'm very long-winded. <laughs> I have to not do that so No, much. I saw good introductions, too. What am I going to say? Hi, hey, guys, like a YouTube blog or something like that? Yeah. I hey, don't... guys, that's what we're going to do today. We're going to go on Twitch and uh, play a game. Whoa, that was fun. Twitch is fun. I mean, I, I watched Lo, uh, Louis J. Gomez's Twitch just because it's fun watching him get angry. Like, when he gets killed by somebody in Warzone and just seeing him flip. I don't know. I watch... Do you ever like watching people get angry, like on World Star? 
Uh, it depends on what. Sometimes it could be funny. Sometimes it could be just them acting like a little bitch or whatever. But like, like you know, I seen Gomez live, so I like know how he is on stage and off. Right. Like, who was uh, I saw him at Uncle Vinny's in Point Pleasant, and you know, outside he's just like pacing back and forth on the sidewalk like a madman, just smoking one short cigarette. <laughs> He's, he's and then he gets on pal. stage and he's just rapid fire with the crowd work. Yep. Yeah, he's been getting so good, especially at the crowd. I remember seeing him at the dojo, um, the dojo. Shout out the dojo Comedy East um, in Morris Plains. I, I saw him there when they were doing the outdoor shows, and it was I think the first show that he put on there. Okay. And it didn't get as good of a turnout as he probably would have expected. Uh, so I don't think that's that's probably why he hasn't come back. But like you're right, seeing him from even then in that struggle, like because you and I know because you've been doing comedy during the pandemic too. Like it mm-hmm. was a it was like a whole it was almost like learning how to do everything with your left hand because your right hand was just in a cast or something, and now you had to do everything that you know how to do, but it felt so different. Yeah, like yeah, this fucking thing. In, there we go. Technical difficulty on my end. Pissed off. Pissed off everybody. <laughs> yeah, but when I met you, like, I met you at Boiler Room. That was, like, I think my first time meeting you in person, whatever. Because, yeah. like, I always seen you in, like, show posters and, like, everybody's tagging you in something. But I met you then. I think I met you at, uh, again, at Levity, maybe one other mic included. But, you know, we were, like, what, trapped inside for a total of three months before really, really doing that mic. So then, even when, like, I was coming to the reserve once a week and even Wawa... I was just doing the set, saying hi to you guys, and then leaving. Like, I didn't get to know really... That was a bad thing. Not saying that's a bad thing, but yeah, that was a problem that I had in the, my, my first, I would say, before I met Chris, so probably about six months, my first six months of comedy, I would literally go there. As soon as I would see comics in, like, a circle talking, I would I would try to, like, just out stand on the outside and then chime in anytime I felt like I could. But then they were like, why is this guy listening into our conversation? Let's move away or let's just stop talking. Oh, I still struggle with that because it's like I want to introduce myself, but also I don't want to sound like an idiot either. Because that sounds weird, too. You just walk up to the circle. Hey, my name is Yusef. What's going on, guys? But, like, it ended up being just that. Like, I saw Chris Gassler and he saw me, both of us looking awkward trying to be in the comedy circle. But like, And just now you got up. your own little circle with him and Luke and yeah. well, you got, like, one. One or two yeah. other people swing by, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's well, how we did it is like just like that. I saw Chris and I was like, yo, I'm new. You're, are you new? You seem like you're a new comic. I, I've seen you around. Like, let's be friends. And then Brandon, who fucking took... He took me under his wing because he's like, we mm-hmm. all know he's autistic, but like he literally was like crazy gung ho about comedy right in the beginning. I remember he would hit, I he asked me, how many mics a week do you do? And I said, I don't know, like two, three, if, if it's a good week, three. He goes, bro, we could hit that in a day. And then we did. We started hitting like double digit mics in a week. And then the fucking progress skyrockets. But that's why it's a blessing and it's a curse, too. Like, if you take it the wrong way, which is what I was trying to say earlier. Sidetracked. The Pissed Off Podcast. Fuck. Whoa. Yeah, Hold your applause. applause. What were we talking about? Just, like, clicks and shit? Or, like... Well, we could... Yeah, it was clicks. I mean, speaking of clicks, yeah, it was it was about how I met Chris, I guess. Um, because, like, nobody in comedy... Your, your favorite Chris Park, correct? Chris Gassler. Oh, fine. Um Chris Park... We have, uh, we have a lot of Chris's. We have at least... 
I've met at least four Chris's. There's Park, the there's Pruno, there's Gassler, um, Cortez. Cortez, yes. I think there's probably I haven't a seen couple him in more. Months, so. Yeah. You know what it is? I think what comics do is they find the mics that they like, and then they frequent mainly those mics. Because you'll notice certain comics at certain mics. Like, Sick Vic goes to fucking everyone. North Jersey, South Jersey, Central, everywhere. Oh, yeah. I only used to ever see him at uh, Scotty's. And, you know, that's the one I hit up once a month, but that's the only time I would see him. But I'll see him at three other places that I go to. Jersey-based, anyway. Yeah. He's fucking all over. I've never seen him. I wonder. He's a he's a specimen of a character. He's just socially awkward. Do you know that? That's just what it is. No, no, that's no, not no. that's not a character. Him on stage. That's just kind of how he talks, and he knows that's he does his jokes in bunches too. So like when you light him, he always runs the light because he has to do like let's he has like five jokes. Let's say in a in a magazine. We'll say like like a, a weapon magazine. Uh, he'll have five jokes in each one, and he has to empty each magazine. So if you light him, he ha- and he's uh, he already did it, he emptied it, he's going to put a new magazine and do all five. And if he fucks up... <coughs> running the light. <coughs> you know what's crazy? Yeah, oh, every time. What's crazy is he'll if he fucks up, he'll start it over and then do the next five jokes. And he's only done that a handful of times. Yeah, I guess that's something I haven't seen, but... Like I said, like there's something new I'm figuring out about everybody every day. So I see him doing what I did standing awkwardly on the outside of a comic circle at... Do you remember uh, Sticks and Stones? Where was that one at? Um, that one was in Hawthorne. It was on Wednesdays. There was the Wednesday open mic uh, war was about. Do you want to switch the microphone out? I should, right? You want, is it the microphone or the cable, you think? I think it's more so the cable. Well, should we just pause and just do the whole thing? Yeah. Just because I don't want you to cut out on it, you know? All right, guys, we're going to do a quick pause. You're not even going to know we did it. Yeah. Do I hit play? I do hit play. Cool. Cause and last time we're back. I hit record and then it ended the recording. We're back, guys. Damn, son, where'd you find this? This is, oh, damn, that's fucking good. You should do more voice work because I think you do voice work, right? Not really. Or you never got into voice acting? People keep telling me to do it, but like I used to have a backstage account. I, I still do, but, you know, just deactivated my card on there because I want them like, if I'm not getting roles, then it's like I'm not going to let them just keep using my card over and over and over oh they charge so it's almost like they'll give you it's almost like i guess like a like a a fucking way to source you gigs yeah and then you pay them but if you're not using it right you know there's a lot of like independent stuff on there that people could cast you for but then there's like it's it's all corporate you see like uh central casting or grant willfully casting those are like two new york city based companies but you know they do a lot for shows like svu and supernatural and stuff like that so I've had my luck with central casting, but when it comes to Grant Wilfley, they're like, please send us your headshots and this and that, blah, blah, blah. And then you do it, and they're like, we're going to get back to you, and they don't. And that's the, that's the really annoying thing. Just got to pray thing. for a phone call. It's so annoying. Uh, I saw a scam pretty much where this person rents, uh, or he puts an apartment on for rent, and it'll be like $1,400. And, and it was actually a TikTok or something, or whatever it was on Facebook Reels. And it was like, this is how you know it's a scam. It's been on the market for uh, two whole months. It has 200 and something applicants. And you're going to tell me 200. People pay for the application fees, correct? Exactly. 200 something applicants applied for this apartment. If the application fee is $50, this guy just made $18,000. Mm-hmm. They're in just trying two to make months. some loose change back before actually giving to a good client. 
and it's such, or tenant, I, I didn't say. even think of that. That's such a dirty fucking scam. Because literally, I, I applied just to this apartment, and then I got it, and then I was happy. But if I had to fucking put in application fees for other places, and then you just don't even get it back just to apply, go fuck yourself. That's some fucking oh, yeah. bougie-ass shit, man. Hey, ready, everybody? Me and Yusuf are slowly, anticipatingly waiting for the mar- housing market to crash. Are you... Because I would love to buy a house for $3. Okay, so let's get into that. Because that's not even a topic. We I were going to talk. We were going to talk let's about get into it. Do you know the about New Jersey this? comedy scene? But let's talk about talk, the housing go, bubble. We could talk about them both, bro. We got we got some time, baby boy. Don't worry. Oh as shit! Long as, as long as it stays interesting, you know, you can tell when the podcast hits a lull, and if I don't have any topics on this list to bring us back, that's when we just end it. But it's not. We're not there so yet. Conspiracy theories, the housing bubble, see, and New Jersey. New Jersey, dude. So do you know? BlackRock, and I told the, the my people should hopefully know this. BlackRock has been buying all of the homes, especially in the Midwest of the country and the South. Yeah, because the homes are cheap out there, and then they're going to rent them. Now, there's different conspiracies. Let's just go with the most basic. What they want to do is they want everybody renting, because that's perpetual income. Mm-hmm. So they're willing to bite the bullet and overprice, overpay these houses to the point where now we can't afford to buy houses. Like you or I. Like, oh, yeah. Like it's the amount that you need for a deposit, the amount that you need to have in your income. It's like it's 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 to the point where I don't want to sound like one of these fucking I guess I'm technically a millennial and I was born in 1990. Um, but like it sucks. It's like, yeah, our parents try to talk about, oh, how this and this and that. Credit wasn't around until like the fucking I think like 89 or something like that. Late 80s for sure. Yeah. Like. There, it was just you got it or you didn't, and everybody fucking paid cash. My dad didn't even get credit until fucking I don't know, probably like two thousand. And I get, get it's like card. if you have good credit or even like average credit, it's like it's just to show. It's like okay, this person is fiscally responsible of owning this big property and is a part of this community for this town. But there's so many strings attached in the past decade that people are just going broke for broke. Yeah, and it's it's why. I agree with you. First, we do the voice acting work. We're going to get a lot of voice acting work. Oh, I hope so. That's going... Yeah, because people have told me, like, yeah, I have, a, I have a nice voice, or maybe I could do different accents and shit like that. We'll, we'll get our cameos up. This is how we're going to rise up, doggy. And then we got to spend our money wisely. What always goes up is property, for the most part. Sometimes it goes down. I love imperialism. Who said that? But, like, you know what I would like to do is actually have... And like, let's say we had a couple apartment complex here, the one above, the one next to me, and that one. And I can, and if I can afford like a four block thing, and then it's like, okay, let's put a let's put a family, a family that deserves it, in a couple, and then we could put comics in one, and I have my, you know what I mean? Like, so like, you can spread the wealth, get money coming in, but also still helping people, so it's affordable mm-hmm. for them, but everybody wins, because the problem is. There's abundance and then there's greed mentality, right? Oh, absolutely. Or uh, I guess famine and abundance. And people have to realize that there's such an abundance, but they act like it's a famine. Most places in the nation, it's like, what, 20 to 30% rent has increased like anywhere you go. Like we were saying, like not just New York, L.A., Florida, Texas, where all the people moved, but it's like the states that you don't regularly think about when you said the BlackRock or uh, you say yeah, Blackstone Black or BlackRock. BlackRock, Black 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 Black
Okay. It's but. funny. It's like it's it's literally it's it's insane. It's like BlackRock owned by Blackstone, blah blah blah. Vanguard, I think, is another one. Vanguard, yep. And then it's like, uh, and Vanguard owned by BlackRock, Blackstone, and X Y Z. And it's like they're all in bed. They're all literally just owned by each other. It's it's like parent company fucking bullshit. Mm -hmm. They're just like, oh, we'll split up our names. You guys do this, we'll do that. Dude, sorry, what were you gonna say though? Um, I didn't mean to interrupt you about that. Oh yeah, I was just going off like the last thing you said. You were saying they were buying all the homes. Yeah, like um, they're you just don't think about like how they're buying these cheap homes in places where you wouldn't even think about living. Because when I discovered that, it was the article was basically saying that they were buying homes in uh, places like, what, Mississippi, Alabama. Those are places I forget about our states. You're right. And that's kind of weird as to why why are they buying them there? Why? That seems like a strange place to, to buy a home. Certainly the housing is cheaper than places like California, New York, but... It's still in like you know six figure range, maybe they, a little bit lower depending on the area. But it's money laundering, it's got to be. It's got to be money laundering. Mm-hmm. That's it's, it. Kind of forces people to move too, because if they can't afford that house in Shits Creek, Alabama, then they're gonna be like, "Fuck!" Now I got to move to Tampa or Orlando oh, yeah. or or you know the Hudson it, Valley or Persephone. I don't know. Also, somewhere. could do what it also could do is this. Now that if we're thinking about it. It's kind of fucked up. What if you're buying these homes in the lower income areas? You're gonna you're gonna overpay for them, but now you're keeping a low income family from moving into a home that they could afford. So now they have to rent, never being able to own a property that they can pass on sense. to their kids or anything like that. And you price them out to where now they have to work for your corporation that you work or a Walmart here because they have a job and for shit. But but because you work for Walmart, your your rent is a little bit less because it's in court. It's, you know, they'll do stupid. That's about the whole fucking social credit system. I and feel like, like I this said, mic it sounds d- weird. It doesn't like force people just to like, like I said, it doesn't force them to just to move from where they were raised and where they grew up. But it's also going to be like a check check. Yeah, this one sounds better. Oh, whoa. it sounds just a slightly better. I don't know. I think that's just that's the first fucking microphone I ever bought. Let's okay. keep going. No, I kind of forgot like the correct words I was going to say. Like, um, I think I was just going to say something like along the lines of like you having to have multiple roommates. Now I could see like in a place like this, nice apartment, Yusuf. Thank you, by the way. I could see like at a minimum like three, maybe four people living here together, whatever. But let's say we were in one of of these Indians. There's three or four Indians living in one place for sure. I think I might have like drove in this neighborhood by accident once coming to an open mic. Yeah, I was given the wrong address, and I just ended up in this complex or on the other side of the complex. Probably this fucking thing is like a mile. The whole thing is a mile if you do a lap. Oh yeah, over a mile because I do that all the time. I do I do miles, bitch. Don't call me weak. Fucking Jack. That's why I got my guns out today. Sun's out, guns out. <laughs> but anyway, um, like yeah. think think about like in the. I'm sorry. I'm took- watching these like YouTube videos recently, and this kid. He's like, I pay $800 a month in Manhattan. I'm like, what? And then you realize he's in this like weird building where the walls are so thin and narrow and there's 20 people living on the same floor sharing a bathroom. So it's like, yeah, that's why it's so cheap because oh every God. other like one bedroom or studio, it's like what? Just Dude, paying I, I $3,000 s- out the ass. I feel so bad. I So I, I, I have an internship with Gas Digital. Um, and 
Dylan, he's shout out to Dylan. I don't even know if you don't listen to this probably. Fucking Dylan, Dylan dude. Yeah, Dylan Agree. Shout out to my boy Agree. Fucking Dylan, dude. Uh, I went to his apartment and I asked him how much did his one bedroom cost, and it was pretty much what I pay here. About you know, we don't have to give numbers out, but he's literally the same amount. However, his one bedroom, and I didn't look in around. You know, I literally had to go there. We grab something. And I'm just just quick glance what it looked like to me from the outside. Number one, thin ass hallways. You got to go up a lot of stairs. So moving shit in and out, difficult as fuck. Is it an old building or is it something a little there, up to A lot of them are older okay. buildings, though, for sure. Like if you're going to get something with a, a rent that you can afford, especially as like a... Bro, just $1,400, $1,500 a month rent up there, if that's what you're looking for, to have your own place and not share, you're going to be in an old building. Oh, you know what sure. I mean? And dude, his, his bedroom... Could have been no bigger than a queen size bed with maybe another two foot dresser next to it as almost like a nightstand that Shit. you couldn't even open up the dresser. So like, I don't even know why if I even imagine that or if that was a whole there. nation is claustrophobic. Or maybe there was an extra foot so you can open up the drawers, but like in between the bed. But it was that small. Like the bed was in one corner, the dresser was in the other, and that was the whole room. So basically from what this archway maybe to let's a say, bit outside let's the say door. Just for the bedroom, just for the one bedroom was was maybe up to the that cab like where the this is files, uh to that corner and then maybe up to the end of the couch. Like it literally that was just the bedroom. Shit. Now that's one room of it, and he also had a living room and a kitchen. And if you see my kitchen, I would say maximum it's it's maximum. Let's say, let's actually say his entire apartment was as big as this part. So no bedroom, no bathroom size in there. He had a better a bathroom in there, apparently. Uh, I didn't see it. But, like, I have a whole goddamn extra room. It ain't a palace. It's a big room, and I got two fucking big closets in there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I got plenty of space. That's my sleeping place. I'll show you after if you need to. But imagine paying. At least I get that, too, with all of this. At least, if I had that for fourteen hundred in the city, dude, I could rent out that room. If I can live in just this area, you have to throw a bunk bed in there. Shit. You know what I mean, bro? You get two people in that room easily, three people maybe, even if you really wanted to. Now you're four people in an apartment. Welcome to the Yusuf Goff Hostel. Twenty dollars a night, but bunk now, bed with but a now, stranger. But it's probably going to be the sixteen hundred for rent at that point. But now it's four hundred a person, so that's how you can live as a comic. But you literally have four people in a tiny ass space. It's got to be people you know, like, no. considering all the people that I know, it's like, I have to know them well enough. Not Could just, you think about that, actually? Let's talk. Not just for their comedy, dude. I want to know if they're, like, financially responsible to pay fucking rent and shit, Exactly. You know? Do, can you name any comic that you would want to hang out with, but that who's also financially stable? There's not one. That's the problem. I don't even know them well enough, so... Like, even me, I'm financially stable. People don't want to fucking hang out with me as a roommate. Oof. <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm kind of kidding, but I'm kind of not. Like, apparently I was such a shitty roommate. I'm doing much, much better now. But I was such a bad roommate that my parents were pretty much like, hey, we're trying to sell the house, so uh, get the fuck out of here. Your parents live in this area or like? No, no. no they're, they're still in Wayne for now, but they're moving. Wayne, okay. Actually, he's, he's moving upstate uh, by my brother. Um, Wayne, home of Fountains of Wayne. It Stacey's is. Stacey's mom has got it going on. Bro, that's a store. There used to be a store. It was in the Sopranos. Fountains of Wayne, yeah. And it, the band got their name after that. And they're the ones that think Fountains of Wayne was the one, Stacey's mom? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
One hit wonder, but the one best. hit wonder, but like it was cool. Actually, you know what? I, it was finally one of those things. Like, oh, they're from our town. That's cool <laughs> as fuck. Like you, you kind of want to know shit like that. Like I like, like, yo, that's cool. As fuck. Yo, Queen Latifah, uh, her mom. He, uh, Queen Latifah bought her mom a house in Wayne, and I knew where it was, and it was always so cool. Just be like, oh, I know that Queen Latifah's mom's there. One day I'm gonna walk by or drive by, and Queen Latifah's gonna be getting the mail. That's what it would always go through my head. <laughs> and I'm a waiver. You familiar with uh, Greenwood Lake? It's like a lake that cuts into New York and New Jersey. No, um, I'm not gonna lie to you. No, it's I forgot if it's like Sussex or Passaic or whatever. But uh, Greenwood Lake, it's like I'm pretty much near that. I'm 15, 20 minutes near there. But there's a lower Greenwood Lake as well that goes right into the Jersey side. And when I was a little kid, there was this humongous mansion with a big brick wall on that or stone wall on the outside. And it just went at least like a fucking mile. And my parents were like, yeah, that's where Derek Jeter lives. I'm like, what? Yep. And then it's like, well, I mean, he lives there sometimes. I think his, his parents are like hold up there because it's like hey, I made millions of dollars. You can stay in this whenever you feel like it. Well, They're that- just like fascinating to me growing up that this one of the best baseball players probably of all time is like over the mountain. But it's like, shit, right is he there. there? Is he there? So that's the awesome thing. Like, shout out to Tim Dillon, uh, who definitely doesn't listen to this podcast. Fuck Tim Dillon. No, don't say that. <laughs> I, What's he going to do? Listen I, to it? He will not help you. Um, he can probably... No, I'm kidding. He probably won't hurt you. But he has a house in Long Island. He has a house in Texas. And he has a house in LA. And it's honestly such a good... I Like, that's something I want to do one day. If I'm living in Texas, let's say I decide I'm going to stay in Texas... I have New York comic friends. Hey, you guys need a place to stay. Don't fuck up my shit. Because obviously, if you have three houses at that point, you you can't like you have to have a main base. That's where you keep like your shit, and the rest of them are just kind of like your guest homes. You know what I mean? Like they'll have like maybe pictures, but nothing like that you care gets like everything's replaceable pretty much. Is what oh, I'm trying yeah. to say. So like yeah okay they break a lamp it's alright it's not like it's my mom's lamp that she gave me or the fucking <laughs> the lamp right there that uh, you can see it's like an airplane that I got when I was a fucking baby like that shit that has sentimental value you know what I mean like then it doesn't matter I want to do that one day but this, that's just fucking uh, what was my point about that let's go to uh, Detroit they're giving like houses out for five bucks well that's not a bad idea Detroit has a comedy scene and and we can build it up. We can fucking, fucking do it. You look. You have more. You want to talk about putting on shows because we can if you want. If you don't, no, I am because like I did. Like I said, um, I didn't say like I said. Your fuck is wrong with me, dude. We're having fun. It's all good. I know. <laughs> but last year I did six, maybe seven total shows produced and like you know, giving someone's assistance. But it's like I get to use their stage. I get to bring my people. Yeah, like six, seven shows I did by myself last year. And then, you know, you the rest were on. just guest so spots, features, and everything like that. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me on one, too. That was so much fun. Absolutely. But I mean, like, yo, putting on shows, though. I do want to talk about that show in a little bit. How but. difficult is it to fucking put on shows? Well, as soon as people find out, it's like these people are sharks in the water. Oh, absolutely. Especially during, like, getting out of the pandemic last year when there was... The people who... uh, Hey, we got vaccines. We're lifting these capacities. You could do this. You could do that. Like, even when that wasn't, you know, 90%, 100%, it was like, uh, that guy needs to fucking stop slamming the door so much. it's just that that door slams shut like that. It does it all the time. Keep going. Uh, Yeah, even during, like, the... 
you know, the segueing of, oh, we're not close enough to the pandemic to just like, we don't give a shit now. Let me tell you about the first show I produced. Uh, the first one, um, during the pandemic anyway, it was almost a year ago, actually, May 2021 at, at Mattingly's Tavern in Florida, New York. It was a little, uh, little pub right on a main street. Renovated from like two other shitty, shitty bars that were there. But this guy, he was like, hey, I need to bring music. I need to bring comedy back. With 75% capacity, we could still probably like get a lot of people. We put fucking 80 to 90 people in that room, including like staff, whatever. So I like to say just non-comics and non-staff. It was at least 80 people that came to see me, Jordan Freed, Steve Picaro, Aaron Wahlberg. That was a fantastic show. It got people to get out of this depressing state like oh man what and it are we was gonna you do? said it was one of, it was the first show you produced like post pandemic post, or yeah, like, mid pandemic so, whatever you want to say how but. how long ago would you say that is just so we can give it into people's minds oh like, literally a year ago a year ago so we're saying it's 2021 so it's a full year after the pandemic it's this, it's right about the the start of the second summer uh, so like if you didn't because like, I went out the first summer I was like yo sun's out it kills that shit I was believing that I was like I don't want I don't want to even believe that that shit UV rays kill all yep. the germs I'm literally like yeah man yo get me get me on the sun bro the sun will kill it all um, but by the second summer everybody was like that so this is right amping up for the second summer so oh, people yeah. were because the reason I ask is that I Lewis, did I did have two two of my comics like originally a Picaro was not supposed to be on my dais for that show I had. Uh, booked Jared Rosado, who lives near me, and Jody Lee, who lives more locally toward me, but a little bit of distance. She lives like Newburgh. But what I'm trying to say is like, Jared, let me know when a week in advance, like, hey, I want to get my vaccine first. I'm not comfortable being around a lot of people. I have a baby along the way. It's like, Makes okay, sense. that was a week before, but then oh. 24 hours beforehand, Jody canceled on me too. So I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. It's like, Okay, I'm not going to stress finding two or three other comics. I'm just going to throw a car up. I'm going to give everybody 10 to 15 minutes each. So, you know, there's a stress in that already. Just having, making sure people show up. Comics and then your audience. In this situation, it was a comic situation. They were like, oh, we can't make it because, uh, you know, Dude, we're dying. So, And I've can't. done that to be, I should probably eventually apologize to him. Um, but I tried to give him notice. Um, I forget his name. I don't even know. I think he still does comedy up fucking. He does the tapped shit. Danesco. Danesco, yeah. Yeah, Ryan's still doing it. We we got tapped on Tuesday. Um, he he's doing me, a show. He booked me a long time ago, this before pandemic. Uh, it was and it was when I was working Yelp, and I had to work with my dad on the weekends, too. It was that really depressing phase where you guys never saw me anymore. Uh, hmm. And he booked me on for a roast like a roast tournament. His roast or It was like one of his roast tournament things that he was putting on. And Okay, I remember the, him and Andy were probably up to that. The day of, I texted him and I was like, "Listen, I'm working with my dad today. I should be out on time, but I might be late. And I might be getting there around this time, maybe later." And he goes, "Okay, that's kind of fucked up to let me know day of." And I was like, well, actually, if you look, and I think I said it to him earlier that I've been working with my dad, so I might be late. But like, then we ended up working a little bit later than we needed to. So now it was an extra hour after that. And I text him, like, this is like two or three hours before because I had to go home, shower, and then drive that fucking like 90 minutes to get up there. I was like, hey, if I leave now, I could be there at this time. Is that still cool? He goes, this is super unprofessional. 
don't even bother showing up. Something along like it pretty much is what it came out. Like how long? How long ago was that? Two thousand nineteen. Oh, it was a long time ago. Yeah, before twenty twenty, before okay. the pandemic. I want to say it was it was during two thousand when I was working at Yelp twenty nineteen. I worked there for almost a year. So it was right, yeah, February of twenty nineteen, probably. February twenty nineteen. Okay, so I would just really like, you know, get my feet wet at that time. I would just, you know. I was at that time. I was just going to Taft and maybe like one or two other small mics locally to me because those are close. I didn't know any of y'all around that time. Yeah, but we're all cool people, man. We're just like you said, it's clicky as fuck over here, man. Like you Uh, notice it. It's clicky up there too, but you know everybody's clicky. You got to find people. You know what it is? I feel like most comics, at least speaking for myself, we were all kids that didn't. We didn't have popularity uh, yeah we or if we had a click we didn't have popularity one, attention we just might, yeah we, eyes toward us but even not even that we didn't even have one specific click we might have had a click eventually but it was always like we could fit in a little bit everywhere but we always felt like we were the odd man out at mm-hmm. least me like every fucking group whether it was wrestling or rugby or fucking even in comedy i feel like that sometimes i feel like yo i'm the one that doesn't fucking belong in this group mm-hmm. like i'm not the, like yeah like growing up in high school there were for your for my school like there were 60 kids a class there were still a handful of cliques and i didn't fit in any of them there were like jocks fucking emo kids rednecks just you exactly a whole ton of there were at least like five or six different types of cliques but like i did not fit in any of them that's so perfect and the other kids that felt outcasted i couldn't even hang out with outcasted kids because even make a then, group out of you that you felt like you were like the best out of all of them and even then you don't fit in because you're like ah like, I'm the coolest one of the... Out- All right, that's cool. I'll mm-hmm. hang out with the outcasts. But, like, I don't fit in here. Like, I'm, like you make a joke and they don't get your references. Like, that was it. Like, like you said, I was the ghetto kid. There was ghetto, there was punk, mm. there was prep, there was jock. Like, there was pretty much four groups. And then, like, the emo kids were pretty much the 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 punk kids. But yeah, like, they, were, they were different. I, w- I want to say, like, emo, like, they're cutting their fucking wrists no, every no, day. No, they, they, they just were like, like to wear you know, black. You know, like, they go to hipsters going to cafes and shit pop punk warp tour kids and then you know like the ones that are literally wearing black all the I time i wonder what they're what the clicks are like now because i'm sure they've always had clicks like it's literally you dress a certain way to fit in with who you assume are your peers because like all the rich kids they all dressed everybody fucking had a what was that armani exchange uh a the fucking ax shirts everybody fucking AX. all the rich kid had ax shit whatever the remember, fuck it was i just remember growing up like I remember, especially in middle school, if you didn't have Hollister on, you were a fucking loser. Hollister was and another one. And then as one. soon as I got Hollister, they're like, why the fuck are you wearing that for? Yep, exactly. Exactly. You what? You're wearing that old shit now? We moved on to Express. And it's like, okay, now you get Express. And it's like, oh, we're not on Express anymore. Now we're at fucking Dude, this I'm, one. I had a brother obsessed with Express. Like, remember they had like the crosses on the shirts and just like the diamonds and everything? He wasn't. The weird ex- patterns. He wasn't. As, he, listen, I'm going to tell you right now. Your brother. Was not obsessed with Express. He was obsessed he was with obsessed brand loyalty. With the fucking comfort. Did you ever put on one of his Express shirts? Did he ever let you even wear one? We got a couple they in the were, closet still as a hand me down. <laughs> they're made out of a different material, bro. It's not. It's not regular T-shirt material. Their T-shirts, I know, because I would go to get their graphic shirts because instead of a cotton shirt, they were a little bit more form fitting, so they'd make you look a little bit more muscular than you were. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, they were tapered right. They were like the Jersey Shore shirts. They were per exactly. They were like Dude. the situation Pauly D's wearing all the time on a fucking ninety you degree night. You nailed it. You nailed it. And then once they had the V neck, so that was my Friday. Fist pump. That was literally my shirt. 
when we would go out uh, to the bars uh, on Saturdays or or fucking when we were down the shore. You ever see the video of my new oh, haircut? Maybe. It's this, oh my God. It was like one of the first viral YouTube videos. It came out during like the Jersey Shore phase. It's a guy with an express shirt, like buttons open. Oh, I've probably seen this Like now. the spiked up guinea hair. And he's like, listen, I'm going to grind up on so much fucking pussy tonight. And I'm going to buy everybody Jaeger bombs, Jaeger bombs, Jaeger bombs. And he's just like, Jaeger bombs. That was during, I, that video was like 12, 13 years old already. Oh, my God. Dude, the internet. But those, those were the people. There were, and those were a ton of those in high school, too. Because not even like expressed it. Like I said, everybody got Hollister, American Eagle, Abercrombie. Just you need this brand, but once the loser kid wears it, it's not cool to wear anymore. Because what happened is when the shirts first came out, whatever they were, they were expensive. Oh, that's yeah. what it came down to. I'm not. I don't know. Do uh, it was maybe, like it was like Versace or Gucci to poor people like us. You can tell me if I am or not, but I don't. I feel like I'm not a very flashy person. I try not to like. Nah, I just see where I just see you rocking like, like sweaters and polos and shit like that. Nothing like I like to look nice. I like to look like nice, that. but I don't like to be flashy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like even my watch, like I got it for yeah, practical reasons. I don't think too reason. many people we know in comedy like you know overdress whatever. That we know like a lot of people that are just like bumming it at my. Yeah, we don't know too many flashy people. Yeah. I mean Pedro a little bit, but like I don't want to say it and I'd have him so, punch yeah. me. But like he's just more. He just dresses. He just knows how to dress because like he like from before comedy, he just knew how to dress. You know what I mean? He's the closest thing I have to meeting to Drake, I guess, but whatever. But but you're right. Like some people are flashy though. I guess later on, I don't know. I just hope I don't become fucking flashy. I fucking hate that Dude, shit. Dude, you need you and I need to sell out. We'll be flashy as fuck. I didn't realize like there's probably no comics that are really that flashy now that I'm thinking about it. Some of them a little bit, but like not really. We're kind of more humbleish. Like I guess some of like here, you know Steve will do it. Steve. Steve will do it. He's not a comic. Steve. Steve will do it. He's a guy. He drinks. He's on YouTube. He's from the Nelk Boys. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry, I got so lost. I was actually... You were thinking when in, you, in the local when, comedy scene. Even when you said not a comic, I was still thinking of a comic. So. Right, right. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. But So Steve from the Nelk Boys, uh, Steve will do it. He's flashy as fuck, bro. Oh, yeah. You see him. Like Takashi 69 So many chains. I would like that. That looks cool. Chains, designer clothes, extra tattoos. It's like something to stick out. What do you need that for, though? It's to show that you're better than someone else. Mm -hmm. That was my point. Thank you for helping me bring it back. I appreciate you. You're good. I literally lost where I was. and I I was like about to to Theo Vaughn. Welcome to the Brilliant Idiots podcast. I was about to Theo Vaughn. I'm Schultz and I'm talking to Charlemagne the guy. I was about to Theo Vaughn myself and just fucking figure my own way. Speaking of Takashi, one of my favorite things, it wasn't from Brilliant Idiots, it was from The Breakfast Club. Remember they had Takashi on around when he had like the sexual assault allegations and shit? Did they? What'd they do? They probably try to confront him or something? Yeah, but like, you know, he never confessed. He's never going to confess. But Charlemagne was like, oh, so you're from Brooklyn? Uh, Were you influenced by Onyx? Are you a registered sex offender? <laughs> Yo, see, that's just straight up. That's some that's some hard-hitting journalism. Did you see, I, I kind of take it back. I want to give him credit, but like sometimes he just likes to get the shit that's going to get him clicks. Charlemagne? Yeah. Oh, dude, I respect the fuck out of Charlemagne. He's because, an asshole, but it's like he knows how to like start the conversation. But then he's going to ask you in a way where you're going to make him, like either he's going to answer or he's going to storm out pissed. And either way, you have something that's going to make a, either a short clip or it could be a long answer, long video. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing he did Kamala Harris. He asked Kamala, so who's yeah. really running this? Like, yeah. 
Is it Joe Manchin or Joe Biden? And he goes, don't she glitched talk out. like a Republican, blah, blah, blah. She even glitched out. It's, it's Joe Biden. It's Joe Biden. It's Joe Biden. I, I, I'm Kamala Harris, and I'm the vice president. You sound like the water boy. Oh, my God. Like, that's how she sounded. <laughs> I played that video clip for them. They know. Poor kids they are know. just as talented as bright as white kids. <laughs> Yo, he, dude, I'm going to fucking find, you know what? I'm playing it. I'm oh. playing this clip. We're going to see. Get to it real quick, because I got something to say. Like, yeah, say it. I have, here's my conspiracy theory. Ready? I have a theory that maybe Biden isn't as dumb as we think he is, but he has several interns that just fucking hate him. Whoa. No, that was not it. Royalty Sorry. music. What was I supposed to fucking find? Like, I'd, oh, like, yeah. I'd like to say he was on point because that was like, an, I think it was like an Asian or Latino conference he was at. You know, he wants to get that demographic to vote for him. But in that in the middle of that speech i think he was doing fine and then he just says that you know that's the highlighted clip you're seeing in fox or on twitter or something like that but you see it over and over it gets turned into a meme but it's like i have a feeling there was just some intern that would just piss the fuck off at him for something and then he was like you know what i'm gonna fuck up his teleprompter here bro not even that yeah watch this this is so this guy is a uh, big dogs we're gonna play this so he's going to ask people questions for money, but it doesn't matter. We'll talk over this part. We don't have to play that part. Um, all right. Joe Biden said, quote unquote. He's asking. I'm like a giraffe, man. I can uh, see things that other people can't, man. True. That's probably true. True. His glitching robot ass. That's true. <laughs> you see, like. He probably really malfunctioned and said that on camera. I'm going to go with true. Everybody says true. It's false. <laughs> Not one person I got do, that I, right. Yeah, because he says some crazy shit. I mean, you had that. He says some crazy shit. Accurate. I'm gonna say it's true. True. He's, that sounds like something he would say. That true. sounds like something. He, it's false. Yeah, these people are so it's so false. cal. It's annoying me. Okay, I'll take my ill. It's actually false. But like. Not one person got that right, I don't think. You want to know how SoCal this video is? Look at the price of gas. What was it? It's at four seventy nine. That's not California. Then that's probably Arizona. You'll see. So probably true. It's false. That's false. Yeah. Oh. See. True or false? False. You're right. One person. Only one person. There was like nine other people. Don't be so happy with those winnings. You have to tax them now. But there was like nine fucking people that that thought Joe Biden said like, yeah. I'm like a giraffe, man. I got long. I got hairy I got legs. Long, I got a long neck. I can, I can see things other people can't see. Like, he glitches that much. I'm, I'm worried about the future of the fucking the uh, the world. What's gonna happen, Kanye? What do you think? Do you think that really? I think this nation is getting dumber and dumber by the day. We can. Go, that's a Joe Rogan joke, ain't it? It's like we can go dumber. But do you think? They're gonna. Oh, sorry. I was just pointing at you. I'm sorry. Do you think you they're have gonna tried go? To stab me. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I was just pointing at you. Do you think they're gonna go dumber? I'm looking at my notes to see if I can move this in a certain direction. Because I do want to talk about a couple of things. Possibly we got this. very sidetracked. What do you want to talk about first? Anything, man. Well, how about this? This is a random throwaway thing. Uh, I got like little non rounds in in the kitchen. They're supposed to be twelve in a pack. This week I got fourteen. Oh, Hell yeah! Shit. But they raised the price, so technically I paid for those extra two. They just, <laughs> you know what I mean? I got fourteen for the price of fourteen. It was good. Yeah, no, I like that though. I it, it was crazy because I picked it up, and right when I picked it up, I was like, oh, 
I'm not gonna check all the dates to see which is the freshest. I was like, Bismillah, which is like in the name of God, just just please. And then I grabbed it, and it was so happened to be the twelfth. It's marked twelve, and there was fourteen in there. And I know that because I ate too many pizzas. <laughs> and then I woke up and I counted, and I was like, How are there still six? Did I take them just from one side? Like, this is some high shit. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm fucking hungry. <laughs> are you? You should definitely eat before the meat locker. Which we got time for. What does that start at 9 o'clock, I think? Is it 9? I thought it was 8. I could be wrong. We could double check the flyer. I'm pretty sure unless he starts it earlier. He said he gets out of work at 7.30 and he's I mean, going wh- right there. I mean, there. what the fuck am I saying? Because none of these mics ever really start on time anyway. So. You're right, but I think... Can you double check that? Well, I'll talk about it. I'm checking thing. Chris's thing right now. Uh, let's see. Sunday open mic, 8.30. You're right. 8.30 list, 9 o'clock start. Yeah, I would like to say it's not start until 9.30. We should try to get there by 8.30 because that list starts to fill up. Or at least I'll message Chris to put us on. Because um, like sometimes he'll get random audience people to come in, so it's fun. But then if like Sick Vic is the first one and then three other people who are brand new, so they're there at 7.30 to sign up for the 8.30 list. You, you know, very uh, Scotty's-like, you know what I mean? It's very annoying. Uh, but I got sidetracked. Let's talk about. No, 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 no. Would you be a good cop or a bad cop? I would not be a cop at all. Because I was going to be a police officer. Really? Yeah. I, I was. Th- I went to college and I got a sociology degree and I was going to be a police officer. And then after my freshman year, my mom died. And then I started smoking a lot of weed. And then I was like, well, I have to stop smoking weed to become a police officer. Maybe I'll just find another job. But, like, also, now that I'm looking back at it, I feel like God saved me because right after um, I graduated, when I was looking for jobs, I was coaching rugby, too, and I fucked up my knee. I fucked up my knee so bad that when the state police had their their exam, I fucked it up so bad that I, I didn't pass their test because I couldn't run on it at all. Oh, dude. And, like, I could have just, if I walked it at a fast pace the whole time, I could have passed it. That's how fucking stupid I was. I tried to run, and then I hurt my knee, and then I'm limping now for fucking three miles. No, I wrote, I wrote a new joke based off something that happened to me like that. I was uh, supposed to go into the military, actually, right after high school. That Me too! That was something that really, really, like, I was depressed for maybe, like, a good three months, maybe, like that, because that was a big turning point, even at 18 years old, like... Oh, that plan A is going to work out. I don't have to worry about plan B, C, D, E, F, G, blah, blah, blah. So You were just straight up ready for the military. Oh, yeah. My first plan was to go into the United States Air Force. Met with a recruiter in Middletown, and that recruiter um, just never responded to my calls or texts, so on and so forth. I, like, moved the fuck on from that. So I'm like, okay, I still want to be in this part of the branch. So I went to the Air National Guard, Stewart Air Force Base, also near me. And that guy also was not on top of his shit because he didn't answer my calls or texts either. So I, I like... Because you're trying to go for the fancy shit. If you just went for the Marines, they'd have been asking for you, dude. But the I, Marines I, I, presented, came... I presented everything to them, like medical documents and the ASVAB and everything like that. And they were just like, oh, we're going to let you know about placements and this and that and your service. Re- like, oh, wait, how old are bullshit. you again? Or yeah. what year were you born? 90, year 96. I'm okay, tw- I'm so you're okay, six later. whole years after. Okay, so I got to think differently. When I was I was a senior in 2008, so it's like prime time Iraq, Afghanistan. Like we were still going to be there for at least another 10 years. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So when they were recruiting. What year did you graduate high school? 
2008. 2008. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you right, know, the, right. The, the Obama term was coming in, and he wasn't planning on pulling anybody out. He made. He said he, he, was, he, but... said he was, but he wasn't, nah. and that's why I was like, okay, I'll go in. I'll go in for Keep the, the end. War machine fueled. I'll go in for the end. I'll learn some skills. I'll have some. Like, I'll learn some discipline. This is my whole thing, and the Marines. They were hardcore recruiting. Man, they would be the ones in there every week, making it look cool as fuck. To the point where I was like, yeah, they you know what? Straight out of the Call of Duty game, but they don't yep. fucking tell you the reality of war. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I get them to come over to my mom and and have my... Because I need to have my parents' consent so that I can join in because I was technically going to be 17 or something like that. Because um, I wasn't going to be 18 until... One, uh, whatever. I graduated at 17 of high school. Um, so my my mom had to sign it and so did my dad. My mom signed this. She was like, yeah, you want to do that? You sure? All right, go ahead. My dad was, before even getting the meeting to meet with the guy to talk my dad into it, my dad's like, you can do it if you want, but if you do, you're moving out. And I was like, mm. oh, damn, I kind of like this. I don't want to live with my mom. <laughs> like, fine, I guess I'll just go to college. And that's why I was like, oh, I'll be a police officer. And then I, the the reason I'll just and that get, fell through too. So it's like two plans within a certain amount of time, just like. But you have to realize this because it wasn't meant for, or I have to realize it wasn't meant for me. No, I have to accept that too. And not just the Air Force because after those two recruiters didn't call me back, like you said, the Marines, it's easier. But I didn't go for that. I went for United States Army Reserves because the dude sort of like convinced me more for the reserves probably based on his contract or something. He wants to recruit people toward this area instead of, you know, the main army. They had to fill in the reserves because the reserves were getting sent over to Afghanistan, even though they were supposed to be the people who are reserved. I know several people from my high school that went into army reserves and, you know, it's like uh, once out of the month, like what, you spend a weekend on someone's base or something like that, exercising your skills. But then these people, they collectively went to Qatar on the Arabian Peninsula, not Iraq, not Afghanistan. They specifically went to Qatar on a certain mission that I shouldn't be saying anything. Not that I know but anything, reserves, but so I don't want to. He might be wanna... a higher level, like more like a, like a special op in the reserves. He was studying, one of these guys was studying like underwater welding. So Okay, so he had a mission there. Yeah, He had to use his, his learned skill in that mission. That's See, that's dope as hell, man. But a long time, but with me, it was like, you know, just let me just wrap up the story. Like, I did the same exact shit, but I had to just assign a ton of more papers and just talk to a couple more people. And they got my shit submitted to Albany real... That's my fault. No, you're good. It, it's still... I got, my, it's still I got my shit submitted to Albany real fucking quick, and they said, oh, yeah, all right, you had a surgery? I'm like, yep. And they're like, all right, that's good. Went all through my other medical shit. All right, that's good, that's good, that's good. And they said, oh, you have a history of asthma. I'm like, yeah, but I haven't had an asthma attack since I was, like, 10 years old. And remember, at this time, I'm 18 years old. So I'm like, yeah, it's been eight years since I had a bad, bad one. Like, I ran cross-country in high school. I work out. I'm I'm able to do this. And he was like, sorry, you're disqualified. Hangs up. And then months later, the dude tries to call me again. Probably because, you know, recruiters, they get money for each person that they recruit. So, so he, he's probably like, oh, don't give up, Nick. You should come back and re-sign these. I'm like. It might also be like who sticks with it too, because I know like at Yelp, uh, one of my friends would get like six, like I don't know how many hundreds of dollars, uh, if if they referred a friend and if that friend stayed on for at least ninety days. So like I remember that because my friend was like, I think, let's just say five hundred bucks. He was like, I was like, 
86 days left. I'm like, this job sucks. <laughs> I, I would just count down. I'm like, 14 days left, kid. 14 days. So you get that money, and I'm out of here. <laughs> just laugh. Oh, I love you, Assad. Shout out to Assad. Oh, man. Uh, oh, so. Just, I love how this all came from, do you want to be a cop? <laughs> but here, well, yeah, well, because I wanted to be a cop, and now that I'm thinking about it, like, I'm kind of glad because when my mom died, it was freshman year of college. Rest in peace, Mama Goff. Thank you. And, and like I said, I smoked weed and then I didn't want to be one. But I was smoking weed mainly because it took it was almost like it took the edge off of my anger. I, I wouldn't take things other, without it. I would snap at you quick because I was like a soda bottle shook. And anybody who just even tried to open it, I'm just splurting everywhere. Everywhere. There's no, you know, like not even that. No, but you know, like when you when you fucking open up a water bottle or a soda bottle, I mean, and no matter how slowly you open it, it still squirts everywhere because it was just oh, so yeah. shook. That was me. Like no matter how, even if you said something really really nice, if I didn't want it that way, I'm fucking, I'm getting mad and I'm erupting about all kinds of shit. I was very very angry, and if I was a police officer at that time, dude, I did I did want to ask. I would have probably gotten killed or gotten people so mad oh, yeah. at the police. Like I would have done something stupid or, or irrational just based off of my temper. Use of lives matter. Well, but you know what I'm saying, like yes, you can't. I did want to ask, like when I saw you at the cove the other day, you said you had to step out real quick. Like, what was it? Just walking into the room where you were like, oh. what pissed me off? Yeah, um, it was. Me trying to get the waitress's attention like three, four times when she passed Something by. Something so simple, yeah. And, and I was, was like, I got mad. I was mad. told that was that it was her first day back. Give her a break. Like, which she, is fine. She's worked here. That's fine. Already. I get it. It's fine. Maybe she thought like she already saw me or XYZ or whatever, blah, 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 whatever. I, I had to wait through like four sets just to get my card back. But that was a thing. Like, and I don't even care about any of that, too. But like, I got really, really mad because I'm. I, I was thirsty as fuck. I just wanted a water. I would have gotten a drink. Your basic human like, right I, I needed at least just a you. water. Like, I'll give you something that costs money, but I need water right now. Like, give me fucking water, please. Nothing. Three times. Yeah, I just remember, so like, she walked I, by I, turned, once. I turned around and saw you were, like, furious because someone I, made a remark about, like, oh, the reserve or some shit like that. That was a thing. Hodge, but, Hodge said some shit, like, uh, about... Yeah, you said shitty mic at the reserves. Like, it's not my one. That's fucking Carl. Don't don't give me that. Yeah, that you're also just like don't me involve off. me in this. So you're, you're you didn't even get your water yet. Don't yeah. involve me in this. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, now they're bringing me in. And I'm not gonna fucking do this. I'm not playing that. I'm not gonna. I don't like that whole. Uh, they like to heckle people during, which is okay, I guess, because it's kind of more like live training. Honestly, yeah. Honestly, that is annoying. But at the same time, I don't mind it because. I have written some, like, tags to certain jokes based off their, like, heckling and shit like that. It could but help. One thing, like, I respect the fuck out of, like, Hollywood, Dave, and Paul, despite what everybody says about them. Like, do you just remember, like, when, like, there were, like, barely any places to go? It's like, why do you go to Scotty's? Why do you go there? Why don't you go to this one? Why don't you go to that one? I was like, because no one gives me fucking respect at these other mics at that time anyway. Like you said, there's people that are sharks because after I do these shows and I'm producing and shit like that, they're like, hey, Nick, buddy, Yusuf, hey, hey, uh, uh, Yusuf, go away. Nick, hey, what's going on? You, so you do shows, huh? Uh, there's, see, the planet is come to shit right now, and uh, I have nowhere to do my material. Do you think you can? Oh, thanks for the spot. I'm never going to talk to you ever again. Mm-hmm. Have you ever noticed also that 
people who are either terrible at comedy, aka, or, or actually, let's just say this more accurately, you never see them at open mics oh, ever. Oh, yeah. And they're asking you for a spot on a show. Hey, I heard you do a show. How do I get on? Like, first of all, why don't you come do open mics? How about that? Get seen before you ask for a spot. Like, it's one thing, too. Like, it's one thing if, like, uh, the South Jersey guys, they're grinding. They're grinding down there. Oh, I don't yeah. see them. If you hit the Jersey City scene, I don't go to Jersey City because all their mics are early for the most part, and I work late, and then the days that I, like, I'm not going to go there in the middle of the fucking day. I don't, you know, live there. I guess I'm a little selfless because I'm like, I can't go to your mic because I know how parking is there, and I don't want to pay at a parking garage. It's annoying as fuck. Because realistically, what, I'm going to be paying, what, fucking 20-something, 30-something dollars, and then or hopefully the you find bucks a spot. To, do so, to do comedy? Mm-hmm. And like, there's always I'm, the charge. I'm paying between dude. twenty and forty dollars just to like do comedy that night. It's like, give me some food and drink, and then that's some different. But God, so like Scotty's, I think I'm gonna be with you on that once a month thing, because they seven dollars for the mic. Seven dollars. Seven's just a ridiculous number to me. It's like, and they give you six minutes at least, not five. It's like, give me a five dollar drink, I'll tip you two bucks. Boom, seven. But they don't like that. Hey, it's like you said seven. Fuck it. Well, you know why I think is because their cheap beers are five dollars each, so you have to buy at least two cheap beers Fuck that. to make their minimum. Because so, you can't just like you said, like just said, tip so, them. Uh, like I said, I'll just get like wings or like a dessert because it'll equate to like seven to ten dollars. I ended then up. I'll tip. I ended up just giving fucking Gina here's fucking just take the money, bro. I know you. That's what I saw you want. That, yeah. yeah, like fucking give me a ticket. Give me and I, one of these days, dude. I might just take that ticket, get pissed off, not come back. That week, like not do my spot that week, but hold on to that ticket. Why don't you just bring a cake on the stage and just smear it all over yourself? Isn't that what McGinley Shout did? Out he, John pulled, McGinley. he pulled like a piece of cake out from his pocket. Was it like a? It was, he had oh, it, it in a his slice pocket. of cake. He had like a slice of cake in his pocket. Some people told me it was a whole cake. Like he it bought it from been, like Carvel or something like that. He might have had a whole cake, but it looked like I have to look find the video. But like he's like he was doing weird shit and then just like pulls a piece of cake from his pocket and then starts eat, like mushing his face like eating it and laughing hysterically <laughs> and like it starts off funny because like the set is just like where to come to like he's making fun of the audience and then but they're laughing so hard at it <laughs> and then he doesn't realize like he's being meta as fuck he's like you guys are all stupid as fuck oh look at it eat, let's eat her cake I guess I separate my comedian sometimes because then I'm just like sitting watching someone like him I'm like what is wrong with that guy and then like me and uh, Bazim shout out Bazim my shout fattest fuck friend we, we go to the French town mic uh, that Lana Epstein runs and McGinley came Used all the way run. out to there oh snap no, no, no I, you're right she got yeah, three well, of her mics the, the, place, the place got bought yes. apparently I never been there I tried to make it but it it's fun like, she's she's so new to comedy and I God bless her for that she's new to comedy she started an open mic near her I'm assuming but my problem was I asked her hey I get out of work at this time and it's about an hour away does your mic usually run until uh, let's say 10 o'clock I don't know you don't know if it normally runs. You've been doing yeah, this now. Yeah, she'll been, like give you two or three word answers. But like, so, don't, so don't be too mad at that. Like she'll, she's been doing this at that point at least for six months. Me and Bazim have been there till at least like nine thirty on average, whatever. And see, that's the thing. Like that's what. Shout out to Basim. Um, Bazim is fucking hustling like no other right now. He is. He really is. And I, I've been seeing him grind and. 
And that's the other thing. Like, he's getting smart. Like, I asked him a question that's so goddamn simple that most people in comedy don't understand. You would probably get it, and Basim got it, which was, hey, I'm at work until 9 o'clock, and uh, Henry is 40 minutes away. Based on how many people are on the list now, do you think I'll make it by nine at 9.40? Will the mic still be going on, or should I just go to rhino and he literally goes there's blah 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 time blah 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 it's going to be done before you even get out of work just mm-hmm. go right to rhino it's more convenient Saved for your me case. a trip some comics won't even answer you back and if they do it's going to be like and two then or you'll three days see later them right at rhino which is fine but like and i get it if you're busy or whatever but then i'll see him at rhino and, it, and then luke and then he'll pull out his phone and be like, oh, my bad. I forgot to text you back. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Shout out, Luke. I said happy birthday to you. And you just left me on red, fucker. Did he? Uh, I, I, think hey, he Luke. I think he's uh, he's having a hard time. He's doing things the wrong way. Well, that's what people do. But I was going to say about McGinley before. I'm like, yeah. oh, this, this guy's. This guy's like out of his goddamn mind. Blah, blah. I'm like, wait, I've been out of my goddamn mind plenty of times. I'm just in a different phase. Okay. I'm in a different phase. So then I saw him at uh, the Frenchtown mic one night, and then he comes up to me and he's like, what is up with the reserve mic? Why does nobody pay attention there? I'm having like, you know, a genuine conversation with him that's not just like screaming and banter and just trying to be funny. Like, there we go. This is what I love. It's not because. It's not that, like, I hate comedy. It's just, like, there's points where I just, you know, want to take the comedian's hat off and just talk to you. And with him, it's like, I get to have a conversation about this mic. Is it serious or not? We'll talk about a fucking movie after. What kind of fucking drink you're drinking. Just that. Because we're surrounded by all comedians. But a lot of them can nonstop be funny because they need to think, oh, maybe this will fit into my next bit. Maybe that'll that'll get me booked. Maybe this will... I just want to talk to you about fucking mugs or... You just want to be a I, I farted. Person. I don't know if you guys heard that. You're good. Yeah, so like McGinley, uh, I like that you mentioned that too. Because like having a conversation, perfect thing we were talking about it earlier. Sick Vic, I tried to have a conversation with one time. And then I realized, okay, he's Sick Vic on and off stage because he's socially awkward. Mm-hmm. Like he, it's not that he... he He's like crazy. He just doesn't know how to talk to people. Where McGinley can have an actual conversation and be a whole new character on stage, which is this madman who's kind of like Sick Vic. Does that make sense? Yes. And like you were saying before, remember how you said um, you tried to like butt into certain social circles and stuff like that and didn't work? Now, I've had so many different cases when it comes to that. Not just like fitting in a circle, but also just like the right thing to say. It's like, should I just make a bunch of jokes around the funniest guys the entire time and maybe they'll like me? Or then, and that was my thing. Like, you know, I wasn't like, you know, squeaky clean comic, but I had some more like G, PG, right? I don't know what you want to say to that. Uh, That's fine. Having clean my, jokes or, or there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, the, the, here's the thing. I thought I wasn't getting booked because of the material. Like Florida, New York, let me talk about that for five minutes. Like stuff like that. And my other material, I thought... It, it's because I'm not a dirty comic, so I started writing darker and dirtier jokes, and that still wasn't getting me booked. You have and I'm to. Like, what the fuck am I doing wrong? I'll oh tell, no! I'll tell you what it is. Um, people have to genuinely like you the way that you did with me, and you and and you saw me probably do well on stage enough times. Or you're Absolutely. Like, 
I think he can do this. And the other half of it is asking. As much as I wanted to talk shit about those people who never hit mics, or at least none of the mics that I hit, and when I ask, have you seen him at any mics? No. Okay, because well, he's asking me for a spot. Like, how am I going to put you on if you never practice, number one? If I don't see you do well, if nobody sees you do well, but if you're putting in the work, you're putting in the effort, you're trying, you're grinding, asking doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. And I think we have to start asking more. I'm going to go off on something right now cause because this is something that's like I've just been like itching at me for a little bit. Uh, first, I'm going to go back to last year when I said everybody was just asking me whether I had a relationship with them or not. Some of them were like, I was wondering if I could do this thing. It's like, okay, that guy's funny. I'm his friend. I would put him up. But then, you know, you got these leeches that are just coming out of the woodwork like, hey, buddy, what's going on? And I'm like, yeah. Hey, guy, I don't talk to. What's up? And then. And so, you'll know it's literally somebody who never talks to you ever. That's why, like, the opposite, though, how awesome. Like, you booking me, maybe, maybe you had mentioned it and I had been drinking and be like, oh, I'm putting on a show in Florida. Like, oh, yeah? Well, if you never, if you ever need a guy, haha, like, you know, like just tongue in cheek. No, but also, seriously, but I think you Because you were doing just, your shit and I liked, I like. I like a lot of your shit. You have like a good like 10 minutes in what you do. I don't know how much material you realistically have, but in your 10 minutes that I've been seeing, like when we were doing places like Diddy's or Wawa, whatever, you had certain things where I'm like, "Eh, he should fix that. But every other thing I was like, yo, why the fuck is he not getting on a show? So when I did my shit, I threw you, Jesse, Walter, Rebecca, James. And uh, yeah, in regard to that show, I want to talk about a little guest spot. Oh, him too. Shit. Yeah, he, he did not have fun Luke. doing his spot. Because I didn't bring a mic stand. Because he didn't have a mic stand. Yo, it's such a crippling thing to have that be something you need. Like, you need to be able to go with everything. Mm-hmm. Sorry, there were ahead. There were three things about that show that were just itching at me that entire time. So the first thing Let's was talk a, about it. The first thing was a money pissed. issue. The first thing was a money issue. Oh, yeah, you told me about this. This is super so, fucked up. So, yeah. Of all the stuff that I produced, like, that was probably my worst show. I don't want to say, like everything went to shit it could have went you know it could have went to fucking hell and back but this is what happened i had a money situation the first things first i live in that town i live two miles from this venue and in my head i'm like i don't care if i get paid or not these guys gotta get paid before me but the way they handle it before any of you guys came in the door the events manager said you can't collect money from people at the door until 7.30. Our show began at 8, post 8 o'clock. I'm like, okay, that's no problem at all. No one walked in the door for 45 minutes that wasn't a comic. So I'm struggling, thinking, like, I can't go up to these people at the bar and tell them to pay. I, that's highly against the rules of this place. So, Like, they I'm had not. to come in after 7.30 for you to charge them. Yeah, but no one came in for 45 minutes. And I'm just like, what the fuck? What? I Oh, and then after they came in, you might not have even got them. Because you were already running the show. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Just based off that. So and you're then, saying you couldn't go up to them at the bar if they already came in after that time, you're saying. You're not talking about the people who were there before the show, to, are you? So let's say people came in at like 8.15. I could have came up to them, but during that time, you were our, our headliner show. who canceled on us, like that I'm also thinking about. So I'm thinking about, shit, how am I going to pay these people? Where the fuck is my headliner? Who am I going to replace it with? And then also, and you're supposed to be manning the door, collecting mm-hmm. the money. So I'm doing. So that's why. I'm, that's I'm, what I'm saying. I'm, I'm having a mental gymnastics in my fucking head. So like, you should be collecting. You didn't even know these people fucking slipped by 
didn't give me they're they're sitting down already you're like oh i should have fucking asked them but i gotta fucking find out where's my headliner where's I, I did have some people come up to me that i got maybe like i'd like to say 50 maybe 60 bucks but then again i have to give it to you guys so thank you i'd like to say too, i like to say way. i lost maybe like 100 bucks off that show but like i said you guys before me thank you man um yeah, but and honestly, un- unlike all these fucking assholes in the Jersey scene that are like, oh, I got a drink ticket for you. Seriously? Now, if I consent to that shit, I don't know why I said consent. That's no, but I get one. what you mean. Like, it's if you like, agree it's to like, that. Listen, cause, that's part of the deal. Like, when I did a Mike Loro show, even though that was in Staten Island, he was like, hey, the pay is two drink tickets. I was like, well, I wanted to do this show, so I'm fine with it. But as everybody else, they that. don't tell you how you're getting, like, compensated. It's in my case, I gave you guys cash. Right. And and so that's the best way. Because then I could do whatever I want. I'll buy a drink. I'll buy food. I'll, I'll take the money and go home. You know, I'll use it for X, Y, Z. It, but it's one thing if you know what you're getting. That's why I always tell people, if you're going to do a show for you, I was planning on doing it for free, by the way. Like, that's why I don't think I and asked I, you. I insist I to only, pay because I think that you're making the way up here with your automobile. It's like, you, you're, you're, which, dude, put some gas in your tank. I also accepted, thank you, because mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I was like, oh, I'll buy some drinks and gas then I'll, I'll have gas now. money. Well, this is before the gas was expensive, thank God. Um, but, like, my whole thing was this. Um, if I'm going to do a gig, I, I tell every comic, and you should do this too, If you if you expect to get paid, ask. How much am I getting paid? And if you don't know how much time you're going to do, ask how much time are we getting? Because the last thing you want to do is have not enough time mm-hmm. or expect money. And it's it's Kate's show, for example. She put me on a show. And what, the Eyes, the up, eyes here up Here Showcase. We should call it a showcase, realistically. It's a yeah. showcase. Because in my head, she put me on... I'm near the end. I'm going to get to do 15, maybe 20 minutes. Maybe 20. That's the max I've ever lived in, like 20, like, 22 minutes. I'd like to do 15. I don't. If it's going well and you want me to go on, I could probably crowd work the extra five. But, like, I ask her, so, Kate, uh, number one, how much does this pay? Just so I know if I should take off work or if you can bump me towards the end of the list and I'll just come after my shift. And number two, um... Like, how much time do we get? And then she goes, uh, well, it's not really paid, but we pass around a bucket and then we split that at the end of the night. And uh, and you, everybody gets seven minutes. I'm like, seven? So, you, so this so is an open re- mic. So this yep. is an open mic. So you never really know how much money is going to be in that bucket for anything. It could be like fucking $20 of singles. It could be zero. It could be as little as zero. Yeah. Or it could actually be as little as negative five because I'll probably throw in five dollars because I feel bad for the other comics. You know what I mean? So like yeah. even I'm losing money so other comics at least get because like I have I'm not making I'm not made out of cheddar over here, but I'm made out of some kind of I'm made out of at least American cheese. My my favorite Joker quote: If you're good at something, do not do it for free. Yeah, no, it's it's honestly. And we you've been doing this longer than I have, so. Well, I mean, look, I do free comedy because, like I said, for you. I asked you how much time I was going to get, and you, I think you said... Originally, I said seven, but considering no, I think the headliner bailed on us, I, think you I said, was like, do ten plus. No, I, let, I think you said do ten originally, because I let, Je- and then you said I can do fifteen. Because I said to Jesse, because Jesse fucking saved my goddamn ass at that show, He, I think I said, dude, do fifteen. He, I 
I remember it specifically. I think he did like 13 and a half. He was like, ah, that's all I got. Thanks, guys. But he appreciated the hell out of it just to get the double the time. Yeah, dude. I think you even you might have even said maybe seven originally and then gave and then when i got there maybe you were a little hesitant that was his name was so you're like you, you're gonna get like 10 like you know you might get 10 because in my head i was like oh i got to do 10 and then like it was like real quick mm-hmm. before i went up originally i was still originally ner- everybody was gonna get like five or six minutes because you know andy was gonna do like 30 or something like that but he just bailed and then he still wants me to throw him up on a show that i have in the future it's like dude i don't have these it's not axe to the grindstone like it was last year. Now everybody's back to their own shit, yep. and he's producing shit, and I haven't been on anything for say. So it's like, what am I doing? Well, I'll tell you this: don't don't expect a spot back. We have to stop that mentality. And I'm not saying this in any kind of like a negative way or anything personal attack at you or anything. But like we think about it, think about what I'm going to say first. Let me just say it. So. um we have to stop this booking for booking shit because it's a perpetual cycle and then you start to, whether you do it on purpose or whether you do it because of politeness, you know what I mean? If well, you don't do well, it, my it starts to booking, feel Well, my slighted. booking for booking thing, like I, like I said, I put Mike Laura on a show. He put me on a show. Andy Rich put me on a show. I put him on one. Which is, it seems, but that's the thing. Like you almost feel like you have to do it to be polite, right? Like he put me on a show, so I might as well get him back. Well, I mean, it's but, show business, so. You're right. But I had... I had fun doing their shows. So. And, and there's nothing wrong with doing that, but I uh, but you have to be careful because then what happens is, like you saw with Wawa, there was a cycle where Aaron and Josh only booked people who were booking other shows so they can get booked on other shows. Does that make sense? Yes. They never booked people who went to that room. They never booked people who they... Maybe they would give a guest spot to one of these people they fucking liked or who came to the room, but they fucking only booked people who booked shows. And when you're only doing show for show, oh fuck, what's Dave Temple want? Whatever, what's up? Don't check Use it later. Smart watch. Oh, not Dave Temple. Shout out Dave Temple. He's a fucking great comedian. I hope uh, I didn't piss him off because he just messaged me or something. Uh oh. Okay, yeah, he just messaged me. Something. Swag. All right, we're good. We're good. We're good. Cold we're good. War. Everything's good. Yeah, Dave. Shout out Dave Temple. I messaged him something because, like, I'm getting cool with some of the people at Gas Digital, and he's on No Need for Apologies with uh, Derek Gaines. Shout out to them, too. Hilarious as fuck, both of them. My favorite at Gas Digital, Aaron Berg. Aaron Berg, Shout he's Aaron Berg. brand new to Gas Digital. Yeah, Berg's bass is fucking, it's a fun show. It's fun. It's a little fun. And I love Figs as fat when they make fun of Figs being fat because I called Figs fat, too, when I was on Legion of Skanks. It was so much fun. All right, we should probably wrap this up soonish, though, so we can get to the mic on time. So like you were saying before, uh, like just don't expect shit. We just, can talk more. Just keep same. talking to people. Just know who you gravitate towards because I've tried to gravitate toward like, oh, he's funny and he's popular. If I hang out with him, it's like I'm repeating the same shit that I did in high school. Hear me out, though. Your booking for booking thing, fine. Totally fine. Do it with people you fuck with. Like Does I that said, make sense? You, you have to gravitate or toward them. who put on, like you said, show business. Hey, you put on a good show, I'll do it. Wah-wah. I'm telling you, none of my friends, are, nobody I know is lives in North Bergen or close enough to North Bergen, number one. So they're not coming. The ones that I do know that live there, they're not coming. And number three, nobody from outside North Bergen is going to come. So I, I'm never going to do a show there. I just want to say, uh, and let me ask you first, have you, how, have you ever done bringer shows? Or a bringer show? Never. Never? Never once, Ooh, thank I, God, I, I got saved. I'm, I'm a victim of four, my dude. And honestly... 
It's like I get once you I figured get, once you it. figured it out. How many did you do after? Once you figured out what it was, because I figured out what it was before I even did one. Well, I mean, I did one last month, so. So you still haven't. Like, what are you doing it for, though? Is there industry in the room for real? Not like, so much. However, you gotta, I, I need to get a tape ta- out of it. I need it. a good tape. I you need to tape know if it. I'm funny. That's another thing. Two things. I'll tell you, there's two good things about a bringer show. Number one, you can get a good tape out of it. Number two, you get to get a good tape on a stage that's a higher level than you're probably going to be at for a little bit. Not ever. We're all going to get there as long as we keep grinding. My point is, usually they target fucking comics who are one to six months into comedy when they can bring as many people as they can to come to a show. And then they make them buy a $15 ticket, two drinks minimum in New York City at Broadway Comedy Club. I'm like, well, first of all, I don't have that many friends period, that are going to come to my comedy. I already burned them out in the beginning, coming to open mics, not even shows. That's how dumb I was, number one. Number two, they're not going to come to the city to see me do my shit. Especially they, on a weekday. Uh, and that's the other thing. They're always the worst things. On a weekday at like some random-ass time, like 6 o'clock or oh, 6.30. Yeah. If it's like a Monday through Thursday, it's like, bring people at 6 o'clock. I'm like, dude, everybody that lives up here is getting work at 5. They're not headed to Manhattan. Yeah, exactly. So... That was my whole thing about bringer shows. But if if you're talking about a good set, like a good recording, because that's the other thing. People fucking ask for, for oh, send in a tape. Always. Every club, yeah, they, send in a tape. The, the host fucked up my name at my last show, so he let me do an extra minute, which I was very appreciative of. Because I, I was just running and running. I'm like, this is good. What am I going to end with? I ended with some Vegas jokes. But what I'm trying to say is that like to anybody that has insulted me for doing bringer shows, you should have booked me. I could have brought them to your show. Well, that that's the other thing, dude. If you can bring people, that's the skill itself. Like, I'm going to tell you, I haven't not, I've done my best, and I have to actually stop doing this. I, not, I should say I did the worst thing I could do for myself, and because of my job, I know I get out of work late. So I don't ask anybody for spots. I don't ask anybody. And I've been asked now, a bunch of times and you're one of the only people whose spot I was able to make by the way so shout out to you thank you very much fuck it, shout out to you um and I probably only did like I would say less than five shows in the last two years if just I, because I don't get booked if I include guest spots because you know you're not on you weren't originally on their panel whatever I did like 17 or 18 shows from April to December in 2021, that was a grind. You know what? And now this, that you mention it, guess spots these, I've been getting. And in these past five months, dude, what is it? Fucking what? Two, three shows, I think. Yeah, dude. Ever since my schedule changed, and I and I, I got they changed me from the nine to five, and now I'm a, I went from noon to eight thirty, and then now uh, one to nine thirty. I get no spots, but I'm ex- I finally accepted it. Like you'll definitely be on another one of my shows, like. But, showcase shows. But I'm gonna t- I, I want to ask you, in the last, let's just say, year, haven't you seen me go from just a, a guy who didn't know what the fuck I'm going to say on stage, I'm had way too many to drink before I got on stage, so I'm slurring through, I'm mumbling, even if the jokes I do do, I'm fucking through, I'm fucking them up on the halfway through, mm-hmm. 
And then I started just saying, okay, well, now that my job's not going to let me. I just, you saw me at every fucking mic probably you went to. Oh, hell yeah. And dude, you went. And eventually I stopped like drinking fucking, as much. And I yeah, you went, you've been going to like, what, three mics a night on average, depending on the day. Well, not that many. Uh, the most I could do is three in a night. Uh, right now, right now, just because right now there's right, like right there's now not, Thursdays are like not the, a lot. Thursdays are like the best day to do a mic because you could hit up Henry, you could hit up Rhino, and then what I'm gonna probably gonna do this week, I'm gonna hit up uh, Henry, uh, Chris Park. His birthday's coming up, and hopefully Rhino, if I could probably squeeze that in. That because I don't know how late it will go and that where triangle I will be on a list. of driving is literally so. That's the that's why. Chris, oh my God! So we'll have to talk about this after. We'll talk about it at the mic, but like that's what's fucking up comedy, though. It's for the Henry. Then go from if the Henry started right before Rhino's early mic, and you can hit the Henry, then Rhino, then Rhino. It would be good because you can go from wherever direction and hit three mics within what are they ten minutes away from each other, fifteen minutes away, at something least, like yeah. that. Like, they're not too, too far. But then Lynnhurst, you know, you got to go south now. Now you got to go 40 minutes or so. And then another 30, 40 minutes back. And Chris Park's mic, I've never had a bad time at that mic. Never have a bad Shout time. Shout out to the City Lounge. Never have a bad time. They always have people who come in. They actually have regulars. They're not full, but they'll have regulars. Yeah, me and, uh, you know, Dana, right? Dana Marie? Dana, yeah. Um, we went, just us two, Aaron and Preston couldn't make it one night. So it's like, okay, let's still go. Um, hit up Henry. We just did spots one and two, then all went all the way down to Lynnhurst. There were four random people there, two people that were, oh, it's my first time trying comedy. They're, they're audience members. Yep. And then two bar patrons. One of them was walking in and out, so technically five non-comic people there. But one thing that has helped me, I don't want to say not give a fuck, but just don't look at the comics that you know. Because I... What do you mean I, by I that? Well... I'm going to read like, Don't, what don't I did. do your jokes. I'm, sta- at I'm standing right now, as you can tell, ladies and gentlemen. You can't view this podcast, but yeah. you can listen to it. So, you know, I see Post and Carl standing directly in front of me, and then all the other comics are sitting at tables on my right. But I literally pretend they're not in the room. It's like they know yep. my jokes already, they know my demeanor. If I look at them, I'm going to have these dumb thoughts in my head like, well, oh no, why don't they think I'm funny? So I, la- I paid attention to the two people. On the left and the two people at the bar, just them the entire time. Quick glances at the comics. However, one million percent. How easy you're talking about at City Lounge too, right? City Lounge, yeah. So I and just four, just for four people, it's like I got to know how my jokes were. It's like okay, and ha- fix and this one. That one's doing well. Yes. Don't pay attention to them. So that's the, the beautiful thing about guys. City Lounge is the comics are either going to be behind you or in front of you, right? But right in that corner, uh, right where the bar is and where you usually stand, yeah. That's usually only non-comics. Does I love that it. make sense? And then from mm-hmm. there, it starts to branch out into comics. Will usually be all in the end of the room there, or all the way in the the food area. If it was one non-comic, I would have talked to him the ignore entire time. Ignore them. Always ignore the comics at City Lounge. They have. No, I heard, ignore the comics everywhere I go now. They've heard every joke, and you know what I like to do is I like to do one or two jokes right in the beginning of stuff I know works to get these these non-comics to like me. Sandwich in my new material. Hey, like you said, hey, they like this joke, they don't like that joke. They like this one, they don't like that one. Okay, now I get a good gauge, and then go back to some clothes on some show material. So afterwards, like, oh, you are very funny, Yusef. Some of those other guys, not so good, but you were doing good. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I love hearing that like, shit, man. 
like one time at Taft, like I told one of my corniest jokes ever and it made one of the comics in the back crack up. But then everybody in the room started laughing. I don't know if it was based off my joke, like they, oh, now they got it. Or if it was based off his laughter. The laugh like, helps. Shit, I don't know if it, I don't know if it's that sympathy laugh that helped. Sometimes people also feel nervous to laugh until somebody else laughs. So they're not that is the true. only one. Shit, I don't know what's worse, sympathy laughter or just like bombing for sympathy an entire five minutes so in a quiet room. Clapter, clapter is the worst. It's like you could hear a fly buzzing past the microphone at that point. Oh, man. How much time we got? We, got, we can wrap it up now. I was just trying to think. There's stuff I can save until the next week. Um, we can do it on my podcast. Yeah, hell yeah, I'm down I'm to bringing do it. it back. Bringing um, it back. So do you have any shout-outs you want to do real quick? Because I have a couple I want to do. I, I do some shout-outs at the end of my podcast before we do the – you could do your plugs too. How about you do your plug first, actually? Where, where, where can people find you, my friend, Nick? Let's see. You can especially find me most active on my Instagram at Envy, E-N-V-Y-B-A-I-L-E-Y-X, Envy Bailey X. Hell Yeah. And uh, what's up with NV Pictures, bro? Are you still doing that? Oh, I am, dude. I am, dude. Like, they've been, like, small gigs. Uh, you remember Anthony Brown? Yeah. Brought the guitar to, like, certain shows and stuff. Uh, I filmed two of his gigs at... Uh, so you can... Not too far from here. He What? Uh, the Northside Lounge. I don't know how too far that is from here. And uh, the Debonair Music Hall in Teaneck. Okay. Did two of his shows. Uh, did some headshots for some comics, but I got two weddings to do later in this year. And that's that's what be fun. You, you should promote, especially in comedy, is that you'll do headshots and you record their sets. Because you just said that. Why did you do the Bringer Show? You wanted a professionally recorded set because mm-hmm. you wanted somebody who's going to do as good of a job as you are. And right. And think about if I filmed our Hillcrest shit, dude, that would have been like a fifth thing I would have, have to worry nice about. One. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay, yeah, So yeah. it's like, I have Whoa. to film, man the door, get the money. Worry about my headline or blah blah blah. But I'm saying, like, if you can, uh, yeah, I'm sure you you have your thing. But definitely check uh, check your anything else. I'm sorry, you want? I interrupted you. I apologize. Your plugs. Yeah, I did want it to shout out. Has though. been interrupting me in his property the entire time. It's his house. He can do whatever he wants. But I am deeply offended. I could be mad, but I choose not to be. Thank you. I wanted to make Bitch. sure because like <laughs> you, you you gave me your your uh, sticker, and I was like, I want to fucking. I, oh, I dude, I still got like hundreds of stickers. But it's like I fuck with you though. Like, so I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna fucking rep that shit in my fucking Hell case. Yeah. Like, why not? Brand I always loyalty. Do that shit. But yeah, like if it's not headshots, comedy records, just simple shit. I do weddings. Oh, yeah, I do commercials. Good. So my brother can get because he lives in uh, upstate New York too. If he needs help with some of this stuff, he, tries to t- he takes pictures of the work he does, his before and after stuff. He's up in Binghamton, so like obviously maybe oh shit, he is very like, upstate. It might be like a, a gig thing, like we, we would have to plan out. We'll maybe even try to get a, a fucking show up there. Because I want to do comedy for my brother no, without a having idea. to make a, him travel. A, like, it's a good, good college town, so you could definitely get some people to, he's like, not, swing down to a bar or a restaurant if you could find one. We'll have to... I'm going to have to do something. But he's, I, but he's the arms and legs of the operation, so... Yeah. But he's like, more work. Besides that, it's just, like, people like him, they can use this. Like, further... My brother has a business where he does, like, roofing stuff, and he needs somebody who's going to take professional before and after pictures. A lot of you guys who have your businesses... I do that for my dad's business, too, yeah. It's very before important, Before and after guys. of painting houses... Changes, yeah. My tongue has Already, I know. lost its fucking soul. Now you got to take a thirty-minute break. Poor from kids your, are just as talented as bright as white kids. <laughs> so yeah, everybody. So mainly find you on uh, on Instagram. You said is the best way. Also for the Envy photography work, if they want that. Envy that. underscore pictures underscore New York. I might change the name soon, but just the username. It's on is Instagram. On Instagram as well. Hell yeah. And uh, I want to give a shout out to Manny. You did hit me up. You said you liked the podcast. Appreciate that. Shout out to Yasin. 
you're always listening in. I appreciate that. And shout out to Morty, who told me you recently started listening. Shout out to you. I'll be the Rick. You be the Morty. And I'll fucking see you on Monday, brother. Anyway, um, I'm not going to, I'll do outro music the old school way, the way I used to do it, because I'm not going to plug this in and fiddle with it. But <laughs> guys, this has been another episode of the wonderful Pissed Off Podcast featuring Nick Bailey, episode 87. And we're out, by the way, the song is Me, You, featuring by Russ. Yeah. Peace, bitches. Mm, yeah, there's a difference. Ooh, yeah, there's a difference. Ooh, yeah, there's a difference. Yeah. There's a difference. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, got it out the mud, they respect that. Me, always spread the love when I get back. You, got your hand out, that's a bitch move. You, always complaining like a bitch do. Me, still right here with who I came with. Me, self came, my circles on the same shit. You, got a different crew every weekend. You, don't want it that bad, keep sleeping. You wish for it, me, I work for it. Everyone passed on me like Kurt wanna search one need your career went missing. This ain't overnight, this is year ten. And if you're still listening, this is just use. If I'm about to tell you something, don't be stupid. If there's extra time after this, keep listening. I'm about to go to the mic and afterwards I might mix it in. Alright guys, thank you for listening. I love you. See you next week. Peace. You said golf, everybody. Yeah. Yes. I know, I look like Puerto Rican Malcolm X, right? You guys, I got you. You guys don't know, it's all good. And he said, my name is Youssef, but don't worry. I am a real American. I am not from Afghan. Morocco, I'm from Morocco-ish. Not really, I was born here. Uh, I'm kind of Muslim, I'm a bad Muslim though. Like today's the last day of Ramadan, or as I like to call it, Ramadan. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I took a microdose, I took some edibles, I did some dabs, I got a weed pen, I'm high as fuck. I got a, mm, we're gonna have fun tonight. Mm, you guys are in for a treat. Don't, don't go to a, if there's a, a pool bar, don't go there. That's where everybody goes to pee. Yeah, right? Look, you're like, God damn it. Oh, we were in a pool bar when I met you. And, and, and it, I was like, I felt the warmth. I didn't know you peed right before. I'm kidding. That's not how you met, right? You guys met and doing something cool. Like, I don't know, eating tacos? Is that what you get? You had like sushi tacos? Is that what you guys came? We, we won't talk to you guys. You don't want to talk to me. So You're like, do your jokes, motherfucker. Bounce from, no. You guys are my people-ish. I'm half your people. I'm like, I'm a African-American. Like... My mom, 100% African, but I'm 100% American. And like, she always be like, hit me with the chancla and shit. Or you guys, Spanish people call it chancla. I call it shahata. Yeah, shahata, shahata. And then she goes, shahata, it flips in the air and hits you in the back of the head. It's also the Arabic term. I, I think that it's. Uh, I think ladies don't like guys who like Joe Rogan because. Dudes who like Joe Rogan talk about Joe Rogan way more than they talk about their ladies. Am I right? Is that what it is? Like, just talk about your girl more and she'll let you listen to Rogan is what I'm saying, bro. You can eat that elk. Just don't mention where you got that idea for cooking it with jalapenos. <laughs> I'm a big Joe Rogan guy. I'm sorry. Uh.
Vermont and New Hampshire. They're definitely gay states. Yeah, they're 69ing themselves, okay? And all states are dudes. Okay, okay, except for California. California's kind of trans. But it used to be a dude. Now we call it Elliot. That motherfucker, ah, women. It, because Elliot Page, uh, whatever, we'll, we'll skip on. We'll talk about Mexicans. Any Mexicans in here? I don't want to get punched, but I'm going to talk about Mexicans. So if you're going to get mad, you're going to get mad. It's all good. Mexicans are smart. They want to do quinceaneras for one reason and one reason only. Because they, they want to take pictures before they turn 16. And they get pregnant. I'm, I'm doing the pregnant motion for you guys who are listening only. The listeners to my podcast. Piscoff Podcast, by the way, yeah, shameless plug in the middle of my shit. There you go. Yeah, it's like a podcast on stage. You don't look entertained at all. You were laughing, but you're like, I can't laugh too much because I laughed at the Joe Rogan thing and she's been on my ass about it. You two were maybe together, or you know, mother and son. Yep, you, you took her out. For, I don't know what's going on. I'm going to stop right there. I'm having so much fun. I hope you are too. Uh. Heavy breathing during sex is cool, but like heavy breathing when you're just sitting down is a sign you should go to the doctor or you're a pug, right? <laughs> like you shouldn't have to breathe hard for just sitting there. So. People say, Yusef, you fat shame too much. Why are you always... I'm like, because they have a fat movement where they don't move. Like you got to tell them what a movement means. Okay, no more fat. One more fat joke. All right, one more fat joke. Fat people are the best because they, they always know when their best temperature is to barbecue, right? Like, fat people know when barbecue weather is before anybody else. They motherfuckers are out there in their shorts and sweatshirts with their marinated meats. You motherfuckers know because you have a couple of your homies on your block, right? You're like, these motherfuckers are out there. It's like the first day that is 65 and they're ready. Yeah, I know. Oh, I'm sorry. I know you let me. I'll give it uh, whatever. Anyway, uh, I have dyslexia and I didn't know my dyslexia was contagious. Like I, I tried to get in shape. I did yoga and I told my friends and it's like they had dyslexia. They moved the Y to the end and they're like, oh, gay. <laughs> yeah. So don't tell your friends you do yoga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Anyway, my name is Yusef. Thank you very much. Yay. Give it up for Chris. Yeah. Oh, thank you enough, Yusef. I want you to-